Amen. What a beautiful couple, huh? Man. Mike and Ruth, they're like uh, uh, just really good wine. They get better with time, right? You owe me 20 bucks for that, Michael. So we are, um, we are in a series that I started last Sunday that is centered on missions and being a mission-minded church. And I am so excited about the, um, the guest that we're going to have uh, that's going to be sharing uh, about the ministry that she's a part of in Puerto Peñasco, Mexico. How many of you know where Puerto Peñasco is? Okay, I'm going to put it on this side of the tracks. How many of you know where Rocky Point is? <laughs> All right, same thing. It's Puerto Peñasco. And, uh, and, and Cynthia Bo, Bo, Bohanda, Buhanda, ¿verdad? ¿Está bien? Buhanda and her husband Juan are wonderful, wonderful people. They serve alongside, uh, they're two of my favorite people there, uh, but they serve alongside two of my other favorite people, uh, Loli and Alberto Martinez. And Alberto and Loli have been doing ministry. Alberto leads Young Life. He's a regional director of Young Life. And anyone heard of Young Life? Impacted people all over the world. Uh, he's the regional director for, I think, uh, northern uh, Mexico. Uh, and then his wife, Loli, is just an uh, amazing, amazing uh, leader as well. Well, they raised up this young lady that you're going to see come up, and she's going she's gonna to speak to us. Um, and when the first time I saw Cynthia, we went down there and, and I met Cynthia. She was in action. She had about 200 children that she was leading. And I've never seen someone lead kids like she did. In fact, I said, we'll hire her right now and, and, and take her to, to Oracle. Uh, but she was not for hire. And, and she just had these kids and they were just following every order. She was like the Pied Piper. Uh, and the Lord has just expanded her boundaries. She's doing a lot of other things for God. Um, and so it's just a, it's just a blessing for, for her to come all the way uh, from Mexico and, and, and hang out with us for uh, two days and to speak to you. And because, see, you're invested in the ministry that she's a part of. And you, when you hear about what they do, you're going to be pretty impressed because they do some pretty amazing things. So uh, Brent and Becky Strand, uh, some of our directors of missions, are going to come up with her. So give them a big hand as they come forward. You have to be careful giving the microphone to Brent because he talks a lot. So we, I'm very careful giving him the mic. Cynthia, mucho gusto, hermana. So you're going to talk to us a little bit about the ministry over there, what the ministry's name is, que el nombre del trabajo que están haciendo, y saludos. Okay? So she's going to speak in, ang in English, I said Spanglish, and Spanish, and I will, I will give you guys whatever she did, whatever she said in Spanish. It might not come, up this, come out the same way, but the Holy Spirit will lead us, okay? Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, inviting us. Inviting me. Inviting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an honor to me to be here in front of you and just to start to say, Thank you, everyone, uh, for 
the the great heart that you, uh, one of you have. Maybe you don't know that you during uh, too many years you are uh, uh, invest in a, in our mission in Mexico. Maybe you know, but uh, it's a really honor to uh, to be here in front of you and represent uh, Words of Hope Ministry and the community center that we have in Rocky Point. And uh, in the name of all my, uh, of our team in Mexico, uh, to say you thank you for that. And well, what we do in, in uh, Words of Hope, uh, I don't know uh, how to start. <laughs> we, we have a different uh, programs there and in, in one of our main uh, activities that we do there is uh, our, our scholarship program for kids in the high school and university. Uh, the, we, we help them to, uh, to, uh, with, uh, to, to, uh, to, to continue their education yeah. and their tuition. Yeah. The tuition and also with the, uh, we have two houses in, in a city different of, the, uh, of Peñasco, it's uh, like a five hours and we help them to pay the rent and also uh, to help uh, each semester to uh, provide the first uh, dispensa, we call mm -hmm. dispensa for their for tuition, their cost. Mm -hmm. And uh, we give them uh, scholarship supplies uh, uh, for uh, continue. And this is a, a way that we, we try to do our, uh, to help them to uh, to keep studying uh, because uh, too much of our uh, youth, they need to stop the, the school, the school uh, to focus on work and we don't want that in them. We, we want to sell covenants exitosos. Yeah, excited, excited youth and successful, successful youth. youth yeah. it, it, on this side of the track, it's excited. On that side, it's successful. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, real quick, let me just pause real quick. So, um, by the way, no, no noise from the peanut gallery. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, very good, Ruth. Thank you. That's Dr. Ruth out there. Um, we are a part, the Living Word Chapel family is a part of sponsoring uh, some of these youth that uh, have gone on to finish high school and also finish college. You need to know this, that in Mexico, if children are only paid or have free schooling up to the eighth grade, and after that, they got to start working, unless they can, they can pay for the tuition to go into high school and into the university. And, to, and so uh, what Words of Hope is doing is they're helping sponsor kids that have connected to Jesus, and he opens up opportunities that they would never have before. And some of them, you know, become uh, medical, medical students. Some of them become uh, just uh, scholars and, and just different, different uh, uh, platforms for them to, to make a difference for the glory of God. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have right now uh, two phys uh, three physical therapy uh, girls, uh, two nurses, and also uh, three or, or five, I think so, engineers that they finished the, the university and we are so proud of them but uh, we, uh, we know that uh, we are not able to do uh, this for them if, if without of the support of a lot of people, the, the support of the Living Word Chapel, the, 
that are there helping us and 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 it's it's a really uh, uh, pleasure and honor and we we appreciate that. But this is only one of the things that Living World Chapel are doing for us. We have our our uh, our um, women's uh, the, our ladies' coffee time uh, for the for the community. We have our uh, uh, medical clinics uh, too for um, where where we see a uh, thousand of people uh, in the community that we we give the uh, medical attention. Um, we have our uh, kids club that is um, the program that we have. It's it's like uh, you know like a Sunday uh, Sunday school for a Bible school, but it, we do the Saturdays for them and we. We really believe that is a great opportunity to uh, share with the, uh, with them uh, about the love of Jesus, and and if we can start with them when they are little ones, uh, we we are gonna have more opportunities to uh, to share and and see them grow in their their faith, and also we have our dining uh, dining room that is a, our feeding program uh, every. Uh, Every week, uh, we serve lunch uh, Monday to Friday for the community, and also the Saturdays we offer the breakfast for for the kids, and and, and then they have the the kids club, and you know it's it's a lot of um, activities that we uh, we do with uh, for for the community in in Peñasco, and we are a small group, and we. I don't know how we can <laughs> how we can do all the the activities that we have there, but uh, I really believe that God is um, in charge of all this uh, that that is happening in again in our community center, and I really uh, appreciate the the you are interesting in in our community uh, in in a people that is in the, uh, from another country that. And I know that sometimes we have our own uh, problems or our own needs, but uh, when we focus to uh, to give just a little bit that we have uh, and to to other uh, that is in is, is in need too, uh, we just uh, can see how God is is in charge of all, and He's powerful, and and He have a, a uh, all in in his his hands, and we saw during during all these years in the in the community center. We start with small um, a small program, or and we grow a lot right now. And we we still dream, uh, dreaming, soñando, sí, soñando. Dreaming. dreaming. Mm -hmm. And we 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 have a. a a huge project to to do uh, in this place, but uh, I I just really wanna uh, say thank you, thank you for all that you are that you are doing because uh, maybe you you don't know, but we are feeding uh, um, we are giving around uh, 800 meals every month to the community there, and. That is just something that uh, God makes possible, <laughs> and we are we have right now um, our kids in the scholarship program is uh, around 
40 or 50 kids in, in, the, in the program. We have our kids club with around uh, um, each, each sa uh, Saturday with 50 kids, but we work uh, with around uh, 150 or 200 kids uh, during, the, during the month. And, and we have the, our medical service that we are uh, serving around 300 uh, of people uh, each month. And we, we are doing our, uh, right now we are doing the, our uh, workshop class for, for the ladies of the community. And, and we, we have um, a couple of different classes, like sewing classes for them. And, and we have the uh, uh, piñatas uh, classes too. And we start this year with the um, uh, folklore dancing for, for, the, for the ladies. And they are, they, they are so exciting, the, the, um, the teenagers to the uh, old, uh, Ladies, they, they are very interesting and they, they are so so excited to learn, you know. And But all these uh, things that we are doing in this community center, is we, we say that it's just excuse, you know. It's just our, uh, it's just our excuse that we have to, to share the, the gospel with uh, all our community and, the, and just to have the opportunity that they know that they have a God that loves them, that and so much that he gave, gave her son, his son uh, for them. And just to, uh, our community center is worth of hope, and we try to uh, tell uh, all of them, or just, or not, maybe not tell, but just uh, remind them with our actions, with our um, programs, that it's a hope that they, they can have in God, in, in his son, and just, it's just our uh, main purpose, is our focus, uh, we call it our eternal focus that, that we have with them. We, we, are, we don't want to do just programs and service just because we want to do uh, a good person. And, and, and I know that, the, that you don't give just because you are a good person. I know that you do uh, with the same... Uh, desire in your heart to bless another or if if you are hearing this for the first time knowing that that your invest is is um is going is going for a, something that is eternal Amen. that is in, is in the uh kingdom of god is for the kingdom of god and thank you so much for that and we we have a different ways that you can get involved just, not just giving uh uh, like like at offering, but uh, we have uh, also we have another options that, that you can get involved. Uh, we we love and uh, to work together with Becky and Brent and and collaborate with them with the teams that that they uh, bring to to the community center to Rocky Point to serve there. And if you are interested in 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 some time where uh, uh, go and knowing the the mission that that you are uh, helping in Rocky Point, and you, you want to go and see and, and work with your hands, please take the opportunity to, to visit us, to, to go and, and, and help and, and live the experience to serve the community that, that we love so much. And I know the Living Word Chapel loves so much. Amen. 
during all these years, and you can you can also uh, just give uh, not on, not only uh, money, but uh, also if you have donations, uh, the clothes, the dispenser, the uh, toys, uh, school supplies. You know, Living Word Chapel is the uh, first church that uh, take the the our program, the, our back to school like a uh, own program and for so many years the i don't know four or five years mm -hmm. i don't remember but uh living workshop is uh, giving is bringing uh, uh backpacks and school supplies to give the, the students until preschool to university and 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 this year we give uh, around 350 uh, school supplies good job living word and it's just, uh, and I told Becky yesterday night, uh, I, when I go for my uh, little baby to the, <laughs> for my girl to the uh, kindergarten, I pass for one of the schools that is uh, in, on my way. And I can saw the kids when they go out to the school and, and using the, the backpacks that you send to them and using the, the school supplies that you are, that you are sending to them. And, Thank you so much Amen. because that is uh, beautiful and and we know that is some uh, hope for them because some of them they don't have they, maybe maybe they some of them I I know that sometimes they use the the, the leftovers the, of the last year mm -hmm. and and they try to use it but uh, this impact that we do and we we are not only giving right now in the in, in our community center is people asking in another uh, community centers to help them and we don't know how to do that but uh, we trust in God and, and we are thankful for the for all the, the the support that this beautiful church is doing for for us and for our community and maybe you it's your first time hearing this but uh, really thank you because the, the, all that you are uh, giving uh, is doing a huge impact in our community. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much for that. Thank you, Cynthia. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to ask a question, una pregunta. Uh, so I remember when you were younger, Loli kind of brought you in, right? Loli brought you in. Were you a part of the program as well or did you guys start the program? How did you Loli and Alberto? Uh, Loli and Alberto, they are our, our directors and they, they was our pastors, uh, youth pastors in, in the church where they was working first. And I, I was part of this uh, youth group and I, I'm, we make a, a relationship for, uh, for a long time. And then when we start to to visit this uh, this area, this neighborhood, we just saw uh, the place where we are right now established, and we uh, we pray for the place. I I I never think that I como nunca pensé que iba a trabajar ahí. Yeah, you never thought you'd be leading in, in that ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, as, as a part of the group, I. Stand, uh, stay my, uh, stay my hands and pray for the place, and that that place was a part of the of the city, uh, and 
and lonely uh, work so hard to talk with the mayor of the city and ask for mm, that we can take the property and start to work. And then they invite me to, to work there. But something that you need to know is that uh, before of the Warsaw Pop Community Center exists, uh, the lowly uh, having her in her heart to the the the, the youth, the, the the education of the youth, and she uh, she was talking with the different people. She started in, the, in this church talking that we need to support our students, and and uh, it's uh, it's a honor to me to say that I was the first and. Uh, youth and uh, support, uh, supporting with a scholarship to finish my university. Look at, look at her now. I'm a um, professional uh, teacher, like, like education. Maestra. Si. Si. <laughs> and, she's, 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 a, she's a teacher, educator. And I, I'm so honored to um, so proud to now working to uh, help another youth to finish their studies because believe me for my in, uh, with my own testimony i can tell you that so many of us don't finish if we don't have the, the opportunity to or the support of somebody to invest in us i was um uh, uh, you're going to stop studying. You're going to stop going to school. Quit. In the last semester of my high school, mm -hmm. uh, because I don't have the money to pay the last semester, and and I talked with the pastor of my uh, of my school in that time, and also with Loli and Alberto, and they decided to pay my last semester of high school, and then they talked with people and. And these people invest in me, and I finish my career. I I am the first um, um, woman or first first children of my father that finished uh, a career, and 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 just as possible because uh, God touched the heart of people Amen. that decided to support me. And now we want to, I, I want to give to the people like God give, give me the opportunity to, to give me the hope to, to have this uh, different life, this new life. And it, it's not only because of the, I finished my career, it's because during the, the, this long time, I walk with people or people walk with me and, and teach me not only kinds about my studies, but they teach me about the love of God. And it's something that we want to do with our youth, with our, with our ladies, with our men, with our kids. Teach them how much God loves them. And, and just... Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we love you, Cynthia. You and Juan, you're amazing. Uh, I want to finish up with uh, just pointing toward Brent and Becky Strand. Uh, they have led teams to uh, Puerto Peñasco, to Words of Hope, for years now and done a great job. They're getting ready. They're gearing up right now for uh, a, a church reached out to us, reached out to them. I pointed 
uh, from Minnesota. And they're going to this, this uh, wonderful ministry here, and they wanted someone to lead the, the, the team. So Brennan Becker are going to be leading the team in January. That's really cool, amen? All the way from Minnesota. Um, but we're also gearing up, uh, already having talks about uh, trips that we're going to set up for 2024 uh, for Living Word Chapel. And I, I pray that you will consider uh, either being one of the uh, participants of that trip or, or, or investing into it, um, which you are, many of you have already done that. Uh, I, I, th I thought I saw Gary Engerbretz, and I, I think he's back there in the back somewhere, but Gary uh, and his wife, Sue, have invested so much, uh, not only your love, your grace, your monetary blessings to the work over there. We want to thank you, Gary, for that. So give Gary a big hand for what he's done um, over and beyond the call. So um, love you guys, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, okay? Muchas gracias. Pareces americano. She speaks a lot better English than I do Spanish, let me tell you that right now. So um, last week we learned about the, import the importance of, of going, go, as we are called by Christ, by Jesus our Lord. Uh, he said, all authority has been given to, to, to him, to me. Uh, and then he told his disciples, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, so I want you to go and make disciples. There, there's a proof right there. Amen? When you listen to, to Cynthia, that's the proof of going. Someone went and poured their lives into Cynthia, and now Juan is a part of that, and they're doing a mighty work for God. They're impacting thousands of people, uh, and, and, and that's a part of going. So Jesus said, you have the authority that I'm giving you to go. And not only did he give us authority, he also gave us power. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive power to be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And, and so I want you to think about that as we, as we move forward, uh, because when we go to make disciples, what we're really doing is we want to reach people for Jesus. And that's the way that James Reese lives his life. I, I made a decision when, when Jesus came into my life that he's worth everything to me. And because he's worth everything to me, he's worth sharing with people. Amen? And I want to present that to you right now. Is Jesus worth sharing with your peers, with your circle of influence, with those people that are going through, through difficult things? Uh, we we want to reach people who are far from God. And I don't think we've ever lived in a place in the era of the United States of America that has as many people far from God as we have right now. Our country is far from God. And, and the proof of, of, of this is just the, 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 the way that our country is headed right now. So the only hope that we have, the only hope, words of hope that we have is Jesus. And drawing people back to the one that's going to save uh, not only the individual, but save our country. People need uh, to be uh, restored because they're broken. They need the, the Lord in their life. And uh, Paul put it like this in Acts 13, verse 47. He said, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. He said, I've made you a light for the Gentiles 
that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. How many of you want to shine bright for Jesus? Yeah. God called us to be a light to the nations of the world, to every people group and every culture that is known to man, and bring salvation to them through Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I'm panning every, the, the audience right now, and for those of you that are in second service that are going to be watching this, uh, we have someone in the front row that, that we're commissioning. This is the commission of Jesus, but, but the church got behind them because they're going to India. And that's Chris and Terry Budke. And they're going to go into, into a place that they need Jesus desperately. And that's the commission that, that we have from our Lord. And, and we found out last week that, that love knows no borders. The love of God will go past boundaries that people put up. And uh, uh, borders restrict when you talk about it from a theological mindset, from a Bible Mindset, because God wants us to reach all people from all nations. Now, we need uh, borders when we think politically. We need safeguards, but Christians should never put those borders up when it's for us to reach other people. Amen? Because when you put borders up, you restrict people from coming to Christ. And that's usually because of three things. Because of fear. You fear other people. Right? Have you ever said, I'm not going to go to the south side of Tucson because, you know, the, the vatos are over there, right? Or I'm not going to, I remember getting on a bus in L.A. And, and I got on a bus, it dropped us off in this place called Watts. Anyone ever heard of Watts? First of all, I was the only Mexican there. And, uh, and, and so they told me when, when we got off and got back on that that's not the place to be. Well, Jesus goes everywhere. Amen. Uh, and, and then there's just different places that we go. You can go down south. And, uh, you know, it, it's not a good place for, for an Hispanic to go uh, if, if you go places where uh, there's, there's these people group that uh, are identified by three letters. Uh, and it starts with K. So you have to be careful. Why? Because there's a bias there. And I'm just giving real talk about restrictions. God loved the world so much that he gave his son so that people like Cynthia could be saved and not perish and have everlasting life and have the hope that, that we need to be difference makers in life. So here, here's the one big thing that I want you to take away today. In your outline, I want you to write this down, okay? The love of God liberates us to reach the people in our world Without the barriers of bias, fear, and prejudice that will stifle us from sharing the love of Jesus. And what I love about Living Word Chapel is that we're a very diverse church. You can look around you and you're going to see a lot of color. You're going to see a lot of, uh, of social classes, a lot of diversity in social classes, a lot of di uh, diversity even in age. And that's a, that's a wonderful thing. That's what the, the, the family of God should look like. There should be a lot of, of diversity. Uh, the Apostle Paul, this is the scripture that I want us to look at. For in Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 15, we, we read this. The, Paul writing to the church in Rome, he says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. Now, this is important. 
that God wants his word to be in our mouth and in our hearts. And when, it, when it's not in it, in, in our mouth and in our hearts, it's very near. Are you with me? God's word always wants to come upon us. And he uses that through people. But what is, he goes on and he says this. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. Now notice what he says there. He says we got to proclaim that message. Right? If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you confess Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he's been raised from the dead, you not can be saved, you will be saved. That's an assurance of what happens to people that confess Jesus. But look at as he begins to unpack this. He says this, um, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I want you to think about the important uh, thing with this. What, what you do with your mouth is important. What you, what you speak is important. You can speak life or death. When, when, you, when you have a, a marriage ceremony, right, you say, and, and I saw some, a young couple here. I see Chance in Italy right there. We just did a wedding about three weeks ago. And they did something that was very, very important to their lives. They said, I do. And when they said, I do, they did. They signed a marriage certificate after that, and it's a declaration that they're married in the eyes of, of, of God and man. So when you confess, there's power right there, right? You're saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, and that's important for you. If you're a child of God, you should, you're not called to walk in shame. You're not called to walk in condemnation. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for you. On the cross, he says, it is finished. The things that you can't do, he did. The things that, you're, you're, that, that are impossible for you are possible for him, right? You'll never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's, a, it's an emphasis over and over. But verse 14, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone sharing Jesus with them, someone preaching to them? Amen? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the news of Jesus Christ. Oracle needs good news. San Manuel needs good news. Mammoth needs good news. Saddlebrook Ranch, you need good news. Eagle Crest will be in, it will be in the Copper Corridor in, in, at 11 o'clock. They need good news in Kearney and Winkleman and Dudleyville, Superior, all through that place. They, they need good news. And how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so my question to you is, are you bringing good news to people or are you bringing bad news? 
Are you bringing the, the good news that Jesus came to save those which were lost? Or are you bringing the bad news that you got to try to do it on your own ability and your own power? Are you, are, you, are you bringing religiosity to, to people? Are you bringing uh, maybe, uh, you know, your church to people? They don't need your church. They need their, the Savior of your church, Jesus. Amen? And so, so the more of Christ that we offer to people, the more that they will be transformed. And so I'm going to have you consider three things that Christ offers the world through each one of us. And here's the first thing that he offers the world through us. We reach our world with hope. Ain't it funny that, that, that Cynthia came up and she talked about this ministry called Words of, of Hope? Because the people in, in Mexico need hope. And that's a port city. That's a city where a lot of Americans go and they, they love going to Rocky Point. They call it Rocky Point because they can't say Penasco. Right? My, my wife is always saying, what's the name of that place? Peñasco. Puerto. Port. Peñasco. And, and, and there's, there's people that are going over there, but, but can I tell you something? Those, those individuals that are living in, in, in Mexico, they need the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what's going to change them. And can I tell you that the people that are going there from America, a lot of them need the hope of the gospel as well. God, God teaches us, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, that there's three things that will last forever. Three things that will last forever. And, and Paul put it like this. He says, three things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The reason that love is the greatest is because God is love. And love is God. And it's the foundation and premise of everything we do as Christ followers. So when we take backpacks, when we come as a, as a church and, and we send 300 backpacks, we're not just sending backpacks, we're sending love. When we build houses, we're not just building houses, and we have built some homes over there. We're not just building homes. We're building love. When, when there's medical clinics that we've been a part of, that, that, that's not what we're only doing. What we're really doing is bringing love. And people don't care about what you know until they know how much you care. And the reason for that is because when you care about people, love is at the very forefront. Love doesn't care what you get back. Hear me, American church. Love doesn't care what you receive back. Love gives because that's who God is. God gives to us without needing anything in return. Because he loves us, right? And then the second thing is faith. And I want you to think about this. Faith is a process. It's, it, it's, it's progressional. Paul wrote uh, to the, the, the church in Rome 
in verse uh, 17 of chapter 10, he said, faith comes by, by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. The more of the word that you get into your mind, the more of the word that you get into your heart, the more that your life will change because your faith will grow. And the more that your faith in Jesus grows, the further that he will take you to make a difference for his glory. It takes faith to go places that you've never been before. I'm talking to someone that's a man in here and you've never been to the men retreat, men's retreat. I'm telling you right now, it takes faith to cross that threshold and to say, I'm gonna do something that I've never done before and I'm gonna guarantee you before you ever go that it's gonna change your life because Jesus is gonna meet you there. It takes faith. It takes faith for someone to invest into someone's education because you don't know what they're gonna do. And they can't pay for their education, but who knows, they might come across the border one day, not because they're trying to sneak away from a country, but because they're coming here to edify the, the kingdom of God. And they've graduated, and they're educators now. Hence, Cynthia Buhanda. It takes faith for someone to say, I see something in you that no one else sees, because that's what God sees in every person. He sees something in you that no one else sees. And when you go on a mission trip, whether you go to India or whether you go to Mexico or you go to you know, uh, Afghanistan or wherever you go, you're going with faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more of the word of God you hear, the more it will change you from the inside out. The more it will do what you can never do. And faith will establish us forever. And the third thing that lasts forever is hope. I want you to think about this. Hope is emotional. Hope pulls on the strings of our heart. There is a completely different melody on the heart of a man or a woman who has hope than a man or a woman that is living hopeless. The melody of their life is completely different. When you have hope, you walk with a skip in your step. You walk with a dance to the, to the music of life, especially when God is at the center. When you're hopeless, it's a lot different. You walk with your head down. You, 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 you walk unmotivated. You live in despair. Think about the things that bring hopelessness. How about the death of a loved one? There's a, there's a, a brother and a sister in Christ, young, young family that, that, that come here and, and his father passed away unexpectedly this, um, this week and it, and, it, and, it, and it hit them hard. And death, death has a way of of kicking us in the gut. And if you don't know the Lord, it brings hopelessness. If you know the Lord, it's graduation. We're going with Jesus. But, but you know, these things will steal your hope. How, how about illness? How about when you're going through an illness, especially if you don't have Jesus at the center of your life and you're going through an illness, uh, someone that has cancer, fighting cancer and walking and navigating with cancer without Jesus reacts a lot different than someone that has cancer and is walking with Jesus. 
How, how about divorce? Brings hopelessness. How about financial failure? How about personal failure? When, when you fail in your life, if something happens, whether you have a moral failure or, or, or just something that you do that, that it just, you just feel like if you're unworthy. How about broken relationships? Think about this, beloved. Every one of these that I just said, it will, it will stir the emotions of your heart. And you might have been singing a song, of a, a melody of, of praise, and these bad things start to happen, and you're like Job. You're saying, Lord, why me? And can I tell you something, beloved? There is someone behind the face of the people in your life that are walking these things out. And they need to hear good news. They need to hear that Jesus is bigger than their problem. They need to hear that Jesus is bigger than their, their, their illness that they're going through, the depression that they're in. Uh, the, 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 I was talking to someone else. I had a meeting some, with, with someone this week, and they talked about coming out of, uh, of mental illness. Bi, they, they were struggling with bipolar and, and how that, they, they were in a season of despair. And, and another one would talk to me about being in depression. They were in a season of despair. And can I tell you, the song that they were playing while they were there, they, silently they were struggling. They were, they were going through it, and they put this face on like if everything was okay, but can I tell you something? They needed the hope of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when they found Jesus and they made Jesus the centerpiece of their life, everything changed. Because they went to the doctors that were able to care for the needs that they had. Hence, words of hope where they provide care for people with trained professionals that are the hands and feet of Jesus. When you think about it, each one of these that I just talked about have the power to deplete us of any desire to live or any desire to succeed. I've walked people through this. Can I tell you that those people that put on the, the, the best faces and have the most laughter sometimes might be dying inside. Hence, Robin Williams. Oh, that I could have maybe had a moment with him. And, and let me tell you something, that, that, that you guys have people in your life that are in that same category. You, got, you have people in your life, and, and really the fix to their problem is this. I'm feeling no pain. How about you? I'm feeling no pain. How about you? Hear me now. Why are they saying that? Because they're self-medicating. Can I tell you something, beloved? There's a medicine from the great physician that is there for everybody. And it will never come with a hangover. How do you know that, Pastor? Well, I've had a couple. <laughs> Too many. But Jesus is the answer. 
the prophet Isaiah speaking into the world, speaking into not only the, 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 the Israelites, not only, you know, if, if you have Jewish descent, you're, you're from a good lineage. But he's not only speaking to, to, to the Jews, he's speaking to everybody. He says this, he says, those who hope in the Lord. How many of you hope in the Lord? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You need to renew your strength when you're, you're out of strength. Amen? When you're in despair, when, when, you're, when, you're, when your emotions are depleted, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There is such a big difference when we mount on the wings of hope than when we are dragging on the ground because of despair and weariness. I, I, in my notes, I, I put this. Uh, hopeless situations weaken people emotionally. I, I think about Alberto and Loli Martinez with, with her team, Cynthia and, and Juan and many others, at Words of Hope Community Center. What do people find there? Hope. When, when people lose hope, people lose morale. We, we lose the will to live, to thrive, to move forward. We lose the will to try again. We lose the will to get up and go. And, and we reach people with this important truth that even in the darkest of times, a person or family's life, we can trust the Holy Spirit to renew our hope in a God who is faithful. Paul put it like this, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit who has been given to every single one of us who believe. People need hope. Here's the second thing Jesus offers the world through us. Restoration. You should always be thinking as a child of God, how am I going to restore and help someone who's broken? I, I thank the Lord for the people that invested into my life when I was broken. Not only was I broken individually, because I was broken individually way back when my marriage was broken. Not only was my marriage broken, but think about it. When you're broken, your marriage is broken. Not only is that broken, but your parenting is broken. Not only was my parenting broken, but my, my, my relationship with my earthly father and mother was broken because I was making so many bad choices that I broke things all around me. I know that you guys don't struggle with this, but second service, you guys don't need the second service. But the other service... And when and when we're when we're when we're uh, when we're hopeless, it comes with being broken. And, and and when brokenness hits a person or a home, what people are seeking, they're seeking to be restored. Jesus said this in chapter four of Luke, verse eighteen: "The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me." To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. And to set the oppressed 
free. Beloved, this is a declaration that we own in our own lives. And it's a declaration that people need to hear for their lives as well. That Jesus came to set you free. He came to liberate you. He came to to restore you. I think about small groups, you know, Pastor Mike and Ruth, uh, they, they shared on the vision and the on-ramps of small groups. And it's in small groups where you're able to talk and you're able to talk about what you're really going through. Uh, I think about our real men group on Thursday nights and, and we become like a family and we, we talk about things that are real. And we're able to share, and, and, and some of the brokenness that, that we all have, we're able to bring that to Jesus so he can heal us. Amen? Amen? But if you're not in a small group, you need to find a good small group where, where you, can, you can find that restoration of Christ, where you can come and, and be honest and transparent, and where you can uh, come away from the things that are trying to destroy your life. Okay? I think about this man, they called him Legion because he had many demons. And in Mark chapter 5, verse 18 through 20, it says, the man who had been demon-possessed, he begged to go with Jesus because he, Jesus had set him free. And Jesus did not let him but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Notice he said, don't stay quiet about this. I want you to go tell people. Proclaim to them that you were broken and now you're restored. Can I tell you that's part of the healing? Part of the healing is sharing what Jesus has done. Not to internalize it, not to keep it in church, you know, not to keep it right here. I, I, I hear people tell me all the time of what God is doing in their life. My prayer is that they're telling others what he's doing in their life. Because people need to hear that. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. How many of you were amazed when Cynthia shared her story? How many of you were amazed that she's not a statistic anymore? She is a testimony to the glory of God. She's a testimony of what Jesus can do in an individual. But so are you. And so am I. I'm a testimony of the power of Jesus and how he can restore people. And I talked about the brokenness in my individual life, but the brokenness in my individual life was restored by Jesus, but he also restored my marriage. He restored my family. He restored the relationship between myself and my parents. There was brokenness there. The third thing that Jesus offers the world through us is reconciliation. To be reconciled. Think about uh, severed relationships. Anyone in here ever had a severed relationship? I was talking to this individual this week, and we were, you know, he was sharing how God had done so much in his life. And he said, I'm estranged from my, from my father. 
There's, there's a broken relationship there. Would you pray with me for that? To be reconciled. Not only does uh, those things that I talked about that are hopeless, the death of a loved one, the illness, not only do they bring hopelessness, but actually those things can separate us from people. Amen? They can separate us from God. Has anyone ever said to you, if God is so good, then why am I going through this? And when those things happen, they, 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 they pull away from God. They pull away from the one that can, the only one that can heal them. The only one that can restore them. So what do they need? They need to be reconciled. Anyone in here ever gone to a marriage counselor? Just, you, know, you don't have to raise your hands, but if you do, thank you for being honest. Why do you go there? Because you want to reconcile your, your marriage. The most important relationship that you have on this earth besides your relationship with God is your marriage. Why, why, do, you, why do you want to reconcile that? Because there's harmony in your life when your marriage is in a good place. Remember I talked about the, the strings that are the melody of your heart and how being uh, hopeless is a, is a horrible song. When, when, when your marriage is in shambles, your, your marriage is hopeless, you need, to, you need to rearrange that. Amen? Just like guitars need to be tuned, our marriages need to be tuned. And, and, and our relationship with our Father needs to be tuned. And the Holy Spirit's able to do that. So, so we become these ambassadors when we become missionaries, because we're mission-minded, to go and reconcile people and bring them back to the Father. Paul writing to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says this, verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. That's very good. A different lens changes your life. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Because if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. So I'm going to pause real quick. This is important that if you are in Christ, God is not saying, look at what you did five years ago. He doesn't count that anymore. That's been, he, he, he took that away from you. You're walking in newness of life. James Reese is a new creation. Someone say, praise the Lord. I don't know if I would have liked that old James Reese. You're a new creature in Christ. You're a new creation and the old things are gone. You're not living there anymore. But not only has that happened, he, he, that had to happen. He had to remove all that from me so that he could bring me to himself. And I'm, I, I came to a holy God through a holy Savior, and he cleansed me of all my unrighteousness. And now I'm in this relationship with my Father in heaven. But so are you. 
And guess what happens, beloved, when you have this relationship with the Father? You want to bring others along. Come meet my dad. Come meet my father. You'll love him. But, but, but you don't know. You, you don't know what I've done, James. You don't, you don't know what I've you, you just don't understand. You, you don't know my past. It doesn't matter. My father loves you where you're at. He will cleanse you through Jesus. He'll do something in you that you can't do on your own, right? Verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Have you thought about that? That every friend that you have, they've been placed in your life because God wants for you to speak to them about him. You are, you are a tool in his hand. We're, we're, we're getting closer to Christmas. Okay, we're getting closer to Christmas. Mary carried the Savior of the world. Did Mary do that in her own initiative, or was that through the power of God? So Mary was a tool in God's hands to bring the Savior of the world. Mary didn't earn that. Mary, Mary was not good enough to be lifted up. It's all about God to be lifted up. Amen? Why am I saying that, beloved? I'm saying that because each one of you are a tool in the hand of God. And he wants for you to speak the goodness of God into other people's lives. He says this. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Because God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Because of what God did through Christ. And I'm done, by the way, just so you know. I'm done. <laughs> I know you're looking at me like, <laughs> Let me say this, beloved. This is important. That you, if you trusted in Jesus, you're saved. That the sins that you have committed in the past, the sins that you will commit in the present, and the sins that you will ever commit in the future, that those will be cleansed through the blood of Christ. And you've been reconciled into this right relationship with the Father. And you can walk in this harmony with him. But he also calls us to bring as many people as we can to be with us, with him in glory. Are you with me? Missions is worth it because God is worth it. And Jesus, his plan is for us to go and make disciples of all nations. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us an assignment to go and reach our world with the love of Jesus. We understand it's a huge undertaking, but we also know if we go in your name, the name of Jesus and your power, we will see great results. So we ask, Lord, for you to empower us with the Holy Spirit so that we can offer hope to the hurting, restoration to the broken, and reconciliation to the lost. And we pray this in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen and amen. Let's glorify our Lord as we sing praises to him.